Good morning, it's August 15th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. Is our justice system treating everyone equally? That question keeps coming up over and over. And most of the time, this question seems to center on how someone like Hunter Biden is being treated by the Department of Justice and how they have aggressively gone after Donald Trump. But that's not all that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how some people can engage in criminal activity and be convicted and others can be engaged in criminal activity and not be convicted or punished. Using the January 6th offenders as an example, they have been identified, charged, prosecuted, and sentenced. And I have never had a problem with those convictions. They entered the Capitol illegally and they damaged property within the Capitol while engaging in what was considered illegal activity. But when the thugs destroyed government property in the city of Portland during their demonstrations, nobody's been charged. And they hide their identity by all dressing in black and wearing masks of some sort to cover their faces. Not only are they criminals, but they're cowards as well. They want to commit these crimes, but not if anyone know who they are. In most cases, they slink back to their parents' homes after rioting. And before anyone tries to say they were peacefully demonstrating, who comes to a peaceful demonstration with clubs, axes, and incendiary devices? They fully understood what they intended to do those nights when they broke the glass of storefronts, burned vehicles, burned the courthouse, and other buildings. To show how the justice system is really failing, we should only look at the recent trial of the Antifa thugs that attacked a journalist, Annie Nuo. Two of those protesters, John Hacker and Elizabeth Reiter, were charged with assault and battery against Mr. Nuo. The evidence was there that Mr. Nuo had been attacked by the accused, but during the trial, it became apparent that jurors were starting to fear for their own safety. In the closing statement, the lawyer for the Antifa attackers said that she would personally be getting a shirt that said, I am Antifa, and that this was her last case, but she would remember all the faces of the jurors. At that point, the judge should have shut her down, called her into chambers, both attorneys, held her in contempt, fined her $10,000, and instructed her to go out and apologize to the jury for the statement she made that was inappropriate and certainly should never be made in a courtroom. And it boggles my mind the judge allowed her to say this without any reprimand. And according to a statement by Mr. Nuo, jurors had expressed to the court, who then expressed to the parties that they were really afraid for their safety because of repeated incidents that were happening both in and outside the courtroom and the courthouse. The identities of the jurors had already been sealed by the judge because of attempts to identify and dox the jurors in the case. And by doxing, I mean putting out their names and addresses so that more of these Antifa thugs could come to their homes. There's no doubt in my mind this was a clear case of jury intimidation, and it was reminiscent of the mob trials from a generation ago. Jurors were under fear that they would be identified in some manner, and Antifa terrorists would seek them out after the trial for retribution. Is this the legal system that we believe we have where political terrorists can do whatever they want and then intimidate any juror in a case where they might be tried? Well, speaking of any unequal justice, when will politicians demand that police departments start arresting those mob shoplifting groups that steal hundreds of thousands of dollars of goods? They have to sell them somewhere, and this is where I would start my investigation. The internet would be a good place to look for someone advertising those expensive purses and jewelry. And these liberal DAs and liberal politicians have got to quit making excuses for the thieves. If you don't think it affects you, think again. The cost of those stolen goods means the cost to regular customers goes up to cover the losses. And don't think it's insurance that covers them because that means your insurance rates will be heading upward as well. And finally, I spoke yesterday about the selection of David Weiss as a special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation. 
I mentioned how he would have to investigate his own actions, which, which seems both impossible and ludicrous. But the real point is that anyone who reads the statute comes to the knowledge that a special counsel should come from outside the Justice Department and the government as well, so they don't have to answer to the president or anyone in the administration. Clearly, David Weiss will have to answer to Merrick Garland, and Garland has to answer for Joe, to Joe Biden. And then we have the former FBI agent testifying they were prepared to bring Hunter Biden in for an interview, and instead someone in the department tipped him off, and suddenly the interview was quashed and never happened. All of these are instances, are things that have undermined the public trust in the judicial system, judicial system. And that's not good for the nation, and it's not good for all of us. It's been to my liberal friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, hit the subscribe button.